0: Welcome to Make It Plain from Make Plain Jesus Ministries featuring Pastor James Bryan, where we take biblical truths in everyday situations and break them down to be as plain as possible. So stay tuned and enjoy the broadcast. Welcome to the latest episode of Make It Plain. We're glad that we're able to spend this time with you and be able to share some practical insights to life. The things that, you have to deal with on an everyday basis. You see, sometimes we all get caught up in making our appearances look a certain way, but when we are outside of the limelight, we're trying to figure out how to make life work. And in this podcast, we want to talk about difficult relationships and we want to focus on just that parental child relationship. And we want to talk about a few areas that Maybe of of a relevance to a lot of you who are listening and how to deal with some of these changes or challenges really is what I should say. So as we get ready to get deeper into this, I want you to just settle down, listen, whether you're walking at this, this time with listening to the podcast, whether you're driving and listening, whether you're sitting down doing work, but yet listening at the same time. We want to thank you for being a part of this, and we want to make sure that this is something that's helpful for you. So let's go a little bit further. Difficult Relationships, Part 1. You see, there are times when we have to deal with challenges, and and often the challenges exist between a parent and a child. I know some of you would say, no, it's supposed to be the perfect relationship, that the mother and child or the father and the child are always getting along. And I would love to say that that's true. But unfortunately, that is not always the case. So I wanna just touch on a few areas and this does not encompass every area of a parental and child relationship. But it does address a few, address a few of them. And let's let's examine that just for a minute. I wanna tell you a quick story And I wanna change the name of the people involved and I wanna do that so that I don't betray their confidence and that way you won't know who exactly it is. But these are real people. And so there's this person that I that I know, and this person had already had children, and her children were one was grown, the other one was, you know, pretty far up there, basically in high school. And she could see the time when they were totally out of the house and they were totally, you know, going on their own. And she was looking at this empty nest situation or a situation where the children um, were independent and she could now do what she wanted. Because think about it. Anyone who has had children, when they are young, a lot of your life is wrapped around developing developing them. And so... She had looked forward to this, gotten herself a bit ready, anticipating. And then one morning she got a surprise and she couldn't believe it. And she had to sit there with her mouth open and she was just totally surprised. And so she went to her husband and said, surprise. You know what the surprise was? She was pregnant. Now, it doesn't mean that she didn't like kids because she's a good mom that's not the issue at all. But I think what she was planning, that her kids were grown and that she was planning life now, you know, to do the things that she wanted to do and and her husband wanted to do. Now they had to start again with a newborn that was coming. And she was already in her mid-40s at the time. And so it was a bit of a shocker, right? Surprise again. And so, we have to think about this and some of you would say, well, that's good for her. It is and she, she loves the child and, and that child is growing quickly and growing up and good kid and everything else. But it's just that there's an, a mental adjustment that needed to happen. Sometimes what ends up happening with parents is they find out that they're gonna have a child and they weren't planning on it. You see, sometimes people really did not want a child, but they have a surprise moment. Sometimes people are working and working to having one and they don't until this surprise moment. My point is, as a parent, regardless of when this may happen, we have to make sure that we are providing all the love, nurture, and care that's necessary. Back to my example of the, of the person that I know, You see, the difference also is if being in your mid 40s, you know, kids have a lot of energy and starting over again with a lot of energy, a very energetic child. Then you got to say, okay, Lord, give me grace to be able to keep up. And that's part of it, because. You realize that a child wants to go do, wants to be involved in this and be involved in that. And you're thinking, well, those days are past. I don't have to do that. But all of a sudden you're finding out in her case that now she does. But she's asked the Lord for grace and he has given it to her. And she has been a great mom. And she has made sure that she's been there. And her child is very energetic, but a good kid. And so you have to make sure that the child is brought up that the child is healthy, that the child learns what he needs to learn. And these are the things that we have to make sure that, you know, as parents, that we are pouring in to children. There are so many children now who wish that there was a parent involved that would pour into them. As a pastor, I come across a lot of kids, young boys especially, that are just longing for someone to be involved in their life and pour love into them and so you see that longing and so as parents we have this unique ability to pour into the lives of of these ones that are moldable as I call call it and then bring them up and you never know they could be CEO of a corporation they could be a president they they could be a whatever lawyer doctor whatever you want to put a title to they could grow up And be any of those things, but most importantly, they need to grow up to be a healthy person, physically, emotionally, spiritually. They need to be one that is trained up in the things of God. Speaking of that, you know it's the responsibility of all parents, regardless of how you became a parent, to make sure that you're able to train your child. How many of you have seen when you've gone to the store, doesn't matter what type of store you're in. It could be one of those big warehouse places where you go and get all the, the food and things at a great deal. It could be a grocery store. It could be a um, mall or any place. And you see a parent or parents and their kids are running all over the place and making all kinds of noise and, and acting like they have no idea of what it means to be inside. And their parents are like, hey, Johnny, hey, Sally, can you come here? And the kids are ignoring them. And how many of you inside was thinking, if that parent doesn't get that child, I I know you do. I know you do. A lot of you I've spoken with. And so I know you have that impression. But you see what's happening is they aren't necessarily giving the guidance on their children because they're letting them do whatever it is they want to do. Now, speaking of that, let's go to the second point. Sometimes you have to deal with kids that are um, I'm just going to call them energetic. Let's call it that. And in these kids, they need to have an outlet. They need to have some type of structure. And a lot of times parents say, just let them be kids. But I would suggest to you that that's not the right way to do it. I would suggest to you that you have to find out what is the right structure for them to help them succeed, not only as a child, but in life. What is the right structure? So supposedly, um, you know, let's just say in this scenario, suppose a child is has so much energy and always likes to run. Maybe you structure your day such that every day there is a period of time, whether it's half an hour, an hour, whatever that time period is, that this child is able to just burn all that energy or burn a lot of it anyway. And they know that it, as long as they do certain other things, they get this time and, and basically just do what it is they want to do. And in those scenarios, when we think about all that, we can begin to look at it from the standpoint of, well, we're gonna make sure that our child is still getting the energy um, you know, out of them. At the same time, they're learning structure. They're learning that at certain points in time, these things can be done. And so this is what we need to look at. So I know for me, There were certain times of the day I had chores to do when I was growing up, and I had to do those chores. Once the chores were done, then I could go out and play. Then I would have a few hours to be able to go and play with my friends. And I knew that I had to get the chores done first, and then I could go and burn all the energy that I wanted to do. And so that began to set up a level of discipline and structure in my life. I would suggest that as a parent, we all get the point where we learn and get to know what it is that um, you know, our children like to do. What drives them? What is it that is, is interesting to them? And begin to know how they react in different situations. As a parent, we should know that. And then at that point, then you're able to structure the days and the activities and things that the child does so that they're able to grow healthy and they don't drive you crazy, right? (laughs) The key point there. And so you want to make sure that you think about that. So maybe a child needs has a lot of energy, so you put them in swimming a certain amount of times a week. And maybe a child has a lot of energy, and you may put them in soccer, or you may just have them run for a while with friends, or climb, or hike, or whatever. You figure out what that is, what they like. Maybe they're very interested in building things. So you look at well, what can they build? Is it models? Is it um, um, you know electronic things that they can set up, whether it's um, robots or things like that that they could do? Try to figure out what it is that interests them and then, then set up the structure with them. Show interest also with them. So then it becomes something that both of you begin to do. And so this applies also to grandparents and grandchildren. And so this is how the structure is built around them. Otherwise, if you don't build structure, the relationship becomes difficult and all the child wants to do is push back against what you're saying. So I do realize that all of these solutions or all of these suggestions are not cookie cutter where one size fits all. I do realize that you can't just say, okay, I'm gonna take this suggestion and plug it in this situation every single time. You can't because every child's different. But it's the parent's responsibility to know what it is that motivates and drives that child. And the Lord will help you with that if you just speak to him about it and ask him to show you. This is something that's very important for us to look at. Additionally, you got to think about children who have low self-esteem. Maybe the kids around them always talk about how they're not good enough or what have you. You have to find a way as a parent in order to build that relationship and make it stronger, to let them know that they're not only valued, but that they can succeed regardless of what other people say. Regardless of whether, um, you know, the people that are talking negative are from the neighborhood or from the family or not. You have to know with your child that there's an esteem problem. And then you begin to build it up so that that is taken care of. Now, if I think about it for a minute, That does not mean, and I don't want this to be misunderstood, that does not mean that you tell them everything they do is perfect because then you're lying, but you can find a way to encourage and be a part of what they're doing and then their esteem builds. And so what happens, even when they get older, they get to the point where every time they're starting to second guess themselves, they remember the things that you taught them and they're able to succeed. You know, there is a scripture though, um, and all of I would say most people have heard this countless times, and in it, it's from Proverbs 22 and 6, it says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Now, I know some of you say, yeah, I heard that, but you don't know my grown child. I want you to know that if you spent the time when they were little, pouring into them, not like beating into them, but pouring into them, the things of God, eventually some of it will begin to come up. And in a lot of cases, I've seen where people who really were going the opposite way have a course correction because the Lord brings them back. And so, but the thing is, you've got to train them up when they're younger. You've got to pour things in when they're younger. You've got to spend that time. And so when you do that, then they at least have some level. They may not do everything that you want them to do, but at least they understand what's right and wrong and can make some wise decisions. And so it's important for us to do that. So we train them, we pour into them the things that are right. Have conversations with them too. At times when it's like, do you understand why this is wrong? This is what I did. Now look, this is why I did it. And this may be after you have other correction, but you gotta have that communication line open also. It's very important so that when they get older, they understand. And then that way, your communication line is already open and you can talk so that that would de escalate your situation between a parent and a child. So that's something to think about. Additionally, you know, some of you may look at this and say, you know, I did want kids. I really did. But it just seemed like every time I've got I would get more kids than I thought. And and so I'm 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 dealing with this and, and my kids aren't listening and there's certain days where I feel like I need to just get away because it's driving me crazy and I can't spend time on my beauty, I can't spend time on my things, I can't, I can't, I can't. But you know, there are times that if you were honest with yourself, you would say that I don't even know if the kids are a blessing because they are really taking me over the edge. But I want you to think about this for a minute. The kids are a blessing. Yes, they can pull your last nerve, as we say. Um, They can get to the point where they will get you to want to say something that you probably shouldn't say. Um, And they can get in situations where you just look and shake your head like, how? How did you do that? But here in Psalms 127, I want you to know that children really are a blessing. And in verse three, it says, behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but speak with their enemies in the gate. One time, many years ago, I was ministering, I was preaching a message and part of the way through it, I I kind of spoke about this, but I said, look, I have three arrows in my quiver and that's full enough. My quiver is full, meaning I have three kids. That's enough. I'm good. And, And so it doesn't matter the size of your quiver. The point here is that children are intended to be a blessing. They are intended to be a blessing and a heritage, and they're from the Lord. So treat them that way. You may say, but really, there are times when they drive me up the wall. I get it. I know. I've seen a lot. But what I want to say to you is this. Get used to asking the Lord to give you grace, the ability, the favor to make sure that you can actually show love to your kids, that you can train them in the way that they should go that you can be there for them through the rough times and through the times that, you know, aren't rough, but there are times of, you know, just celebration. You want them to think about you and, and that relationship and how much that the relationship means between you and your child or your children. Now, I want to say this also. Sometimes, and I do know this, that the relationship just isn't there between the parent and the child. Sometimes it is abrasive. Sometimes it gets to the point where you're thinking, what did I do wrong? And you may think, they just aren't listening. Or why are they listening to these people who are steering them wrong and I poured all of my time in them, but yet they keep listening to these others. There's certain times when you've done all that you know to do. There's certain times when you've said everything that you know to say. There's certain times when you've given, you know, every opportunity that you know to give. When you've done all that, then you just give them to the Lord. And then the best thing you can do as a parent is pray. And I don't mean just one time. That you just have them consistently in your prayer time. Asking the Lord to protect them. Asking the Lord to keep them. Asking the Lord to... Open their eyes so that they can see that he's calling. Asking the Lord to forgive them. You know, it's all of those things that we need to remember and we need to make sure that as parents, we cover our children. And when you do that, then you're doing what the Lord wants. See, once you become a parent, you're always a parent. Even when the children are grown, you're still a parent and you still care for them, pray for them. All those other things. I remember talking to my, my father who recently passed. And he ended up being 98 and a half. But one of the things that he did, even you know, even to, you know, to the point where he couldn't anymore, every day he would pray for his children. And this went on for decades and decades. I know other parents who pray for their children. And it goes on for decades. And decades, They can't be where their children are because their children are grown. They're doing what their children want to do at that state, at that stage. But they pray for their children. Many of you that are listening, you do the same thing. You lift up your children in prayer. You thank God for them. And then you have your other areas in which you lift up to him. But that's the right thing to do. Whether you're a father or whether you're a mother, whether you're a grandfather or grandmother, You do those things. And even if you're a spiritual parent, what's that mean? Well, there's some relationships that God just binds together. You may not be blood related, but there is a a father-son, father-daughter, mother-son, mother-daughter relationship that God just makes happen. And it's almost like, you know, they're part of the family. And there's something about that that God pulls together because there's something that maybe that person needs that only you can give and they're not getting it from their own relationship with their biological parents or their biological parents may not be there and there may be something that you need to get from them because there's something else that you may have more love to pour out and rather than letting it sit there the lord wants you to pour it out to some others and so that's the beauty of how god works it but the thing is all of these relationships don't have to be difficult But I want you to know that sometimes there are difficult points. Now, how you deal with it is very important. Make sure you ask for grace. Make sure you ask for wisdom on how, you know, to address it, when to speak, when not to speak. The grace to be able to have the time to spend when they're young and even older so they can hear and see and you can pour into them. Just know that these are things that God has ordained. And because he's done this, he wants to make sure that everyone is whole. And so he provides somebody for everybody who will listen and then go and build those relationships and find out what is the right thing to do, what is the godly thing to do. So hopefully this has been helpful. Hopefully this has give you some food for thought. And we can just share some more and some upcoming parts just about difficult relationships that we do have and to make sure that we are thinking about them. And if there are other thoughts or ideas that you may have, send us a note so that we can actually read them also and, and potentially include some things in some future podcasts. Send the note to contact us at makeplainjesus.org And then just say, I heard it on the podcast, and here's some thoughts. I'd appreciate it. We would appreciate it. Until next time. I want to make sure you have a great day. See you later.